The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Well, thank you for tuning in to SAFM here on AM Live. It's time for the Forum at 8. And this morning we discussed the role of uh, the public broadcaster. The SABC board has undertaken to meet a deadline to respond the, uh, to public protector Tulima Doncella's report on operations at the corporation. Meanwhile, the SABC has also made news last week after acting chief operations officer suggested that journalists should all be practice, uh, licensed to practice. And on the Forum at 8 this morning... We we take a look at the role of the public pr- uh, broadcaster in the wake of recent calls for good news journalism. And on our panel this morning, we are joined by uh, Acting SABC Chief Operations Officer, Mr. Saudi Mutsweneng. We also have Ms. Katie Katapodas, uh, Secretary General of the uh, South African National Editors Forum, SANEF, and also the author of uh, I'm Missing News, as well as um, Professor Franz Kruger, who is professionalism... Uh, he was a professor of journalism uh, at Wits uh, University. And uh, thank you so much to everyone for coming in this morning. Good morning, uh, thank Sakina. You thank you. Thank you. Um, Prof. Kruger, <coughs> let me start with you. Public broadcaster. What is the role of a public broadcaster, specifically in the context of a democratic South Africa where uh, pre-democracy, the, the broadcaster was essentially a state broadcaster as opposed to a public broadcaster? Well, thanks for that, Sakina, and thanks for having us here. I think it's an important discussion, and I look very forward very much to debating it um, this morning with you and with the listeners. Um, I mean, you know, I, my his- own history is that it goes back to the very beginnings of the new SABC. I was here for five years after 94, and the task at the time was precisely to transform what was a state broadcaster into a public broadcaster. I think we won some and we lost some, but that's probably a discussion for another time. But certainly the role of the public broadcaster, as distinct from a state broadcaster, is to represent the voices of the country as a whole. It needs to really be a platform for the voices, particularly those that are not heard as easily on some other media. It needs to be raucous from time to time. It needs to be courageous. Um, It needs to be willing to experiment. And it needs to tell the story of the country in all its richness. I mean, the SABC is, in, is in, in an extraordinary position to do that with all its language platforms, its huge reach into the population. Um, and I think that's the kind of thing that, um, that one looks for from a, from a public broadcaster. Do you think we're getting that at the moment? Well, I think that there is still much work to be done, to be honest. I mean, I think that, that uh, you know, last week we had um, uh, Joburg Radio Days, which was a conference uh, around radio specifically with uh, people from around the continent and around the world. And we had some very interesting um, presentations from uh, one or two of the Nordic countries who highlighted also the innov- innovation that is possible on public broadcasters, both in use of platforms, in, in, in terms of working methods, in terms of the way in which they interact with audiences. And I must say that I w- it would be good um, if one could see more of that kind of innovation, that kind of um, willingness to take risks at the SABC. Uh, Katie, you know, the public broadcaster generally in uh, the South African context seems to come in for a lot of flack. And I would like to think sometimes unfairly so. What's your take on that? Well, Sakina, let me start off by saying I think it is essential that the role of the public broadcaster um, in a South African society is something that we do have the exactly what France has been saying, just to echo some of his views there. It is critical. You've got the platform's enormous resources, which us and sometimes in commercial uh, radio could only wish to have such resources. So I think it's a very important and a critical role to have a good and a strong and an effective public broadcaster. Does the SABC come under unfair criticism, if that's what you're asking me? Um, you know, it depends on the story. It depends on what's happening at the time. There have been, there have been times that the SABC has been in the news where and it's made lots of news and uh, we, we know uh, uh, Mr. What's one to my to my left over here has made news just uh, in the past week as well that has brought attention onto the public broadcaster in terms of some of the thoughts there and we could debate it on this forum mm. here um, but I certainly think that it is it does get much attention negative or positive I suppose that would be up to the journalists or or, or, or that would be a question that we need to ask ask our audiences who are listening as well as um, as well as those who are writing those stories, either positive or negative. Do you think that sufficient discernment, however, about the role of a public broadcaster as opposed to that of a commercial broadcaster? 
Well, you see, whose job is it to inform our, our, our audience in terms of what the role of the public broadcaster is versus the role of, of uh, commercial broadcasters who work uh, in commercial entities? I think, it, in my mind, it's clear. Does the broader public understand that? Um, I do believe that they do because there is a certain mandate and there is a different mandate, and we know that it's not a commercially driven entity, um, while as other organizations are possibly driven by the need to meet that bottom line while telling stories at the same time. Mr. Mitsuneng, your view on the role of the SABC, the public broadcaster, and do you think we are actually doing well in executing the mandate that we have? I think we are doing very well. Uh, There are some cases where we needed to improve. But for me, it is important that we need to change the mindset of journalists Uh, I'm not a believer that you can't sell a a good story. I'm a believer that you can sell a good story. And I still believe that we need to highlight more good stories. Uh, If you look, uh, SABC is to inform, educate and entertain. I think we are doing very well. But I think what is also important for me is South Africa is not about corruption. As people are portraying South Africa is corruption. I mean, South Africa is about uh, positive good news. And when I talk about positive news, I don't really mean just the government. I mean even ordinary people. If you go to rural areas, there are so many people who are doing so well. I mean, I don't see journalists going out and getting such stories individually. There are some NGOs that are doing so well. Journalists, their mindset mindset are occupied by uh, uh, corruption, by negative stories about their own countries. But if you look around the world, uh, I mean, uh, just a BBC if example, I mean, they portray what is happening. They also talk about the negative stories, but they are not occupied by this bad journalism of just negative stories about, South, about their own countries. What I'm saying, even in South Africa, we need to make sure that we portray South Africa as it is, because it is not about uh, 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 corruption. Example, when you choose journalists, uh, from Sanef here, uh, I think two weeks back, three weeks back, the criteria that they use is someone who went and do a story about corruption, and he's, he's, she's the journalist of the year. Nothing wrong about it, but I don't see where people are coming on board and say this journalist has done so well to expose good stories in South Africa. We need to balance the two. Okay, uh, France. Um, I think it's an issue of emphasis. You know, I, I would absolutely agree that there are great, great positive stories to be told. But I think it must be also noted that exposing corruption where it exists is a public service of note. I mean, as a society, we need to know where things are going wrong. And I think it's, it's um, uh, of course, it's not the whole picture. I agree with that. But, cert- but certainly we need to know where things are going wrong in order to fix those. I think we rely on the fact that the media and other institutions highlight where things go wrong so that they can be fixed. And uh, speaking of, Katie, as uh, you respond to Mr. Mutsuneng, has there been an overemphasis on the shade? And have we forgotten that there needs to be some light to our reporting as well? No, you know, I don't think we have forgotten. Um, and I think balance is absolutely critical in everything and anything that we do when it comes to journalism. Yes, there are absolutely very good stories to tell. To echo both uh, Mr. Mutsuneng and Professor Kruger over here, the reality, though, is that we are dealing with many many ills in our South African society, and what is the role of the media? Let's ask ourselves that question. I've always firmly believed the role of the media is to hold a mirror up to society and to reflect the goings-on in our society, lest we be accused of being ostriches with our heads in the sand and not looking at the ills. Because for me, there's also a positive outcome to highlighting those ills. It's not just about um, highlighting the doom and the gloom and the corruption and the negativity, because I firmly believe that once you do that, and if you are doing that, surely you're holding people to account. Surely you're asking for a system to be rectified. Surely you're asking for things to improve ultimately. It's not because we're highlighting it because we want to stay in a spiral of corruption. Not at all. But officials, particularly political officials, um, 
whose, whose salaries essentially we pay need to be held accountable. We can't have organizations where, where individuals are, are benefiting personally, where it is, where, where ordinary people's taxes are being paid, while at the same time, hospitals need money, schools need more development. We've got rural areas that are in desperate need of, 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 of infrastructure. So yes, do we highlight the negative and the positive? We must. There's got to be that shattered, that, 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 um, that balance, Sakina. And we've got to always do that. At the same time, though, let's not forget why we're highlighting um, the difficulties in our society in order to correct them, hopefully, and to hold a mirror up to the society that we are. Nobody wants to live in a, in a, in a corrupt South Africa. Everybody wants to live in a very beautiful South Africa, in, for, for that matter. Mr. Mitsune? <laughs> you know, I think what is important for me why can't they expose good stories? This is what I'm saying. They should also expose good stories. If you look, especially print, print media, they are occupied by, 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 by negative stories. They portray South Africa as if South Africa is very, very bad. I mean, which is not true. Let me just give you an example. During the World Cup, who talked bad about South Africa? It was our own journalists. It was our own uh, 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 print media and other journalists. They are also good journalists. I'm not denying that. But people talk up very bad about South Africa. I'm saying we need to change the mindset. And the mindset also should change from the, uh, 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 your university where these young journalists are lectured. Because when they are taught there, I don't think really they are taught about the real journalism. They are taught about the propaganda. And what is propaganda for me? Propaganda is what is happening now, where people go and just make halabaloo about stories that they are not even doing the research, about stories that is just, uh, 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 you know, perception. So for me, a good journalist is a journalist who will go there and get stories and uh, get all the facts and balance the stories. Professor Kruger, the mindset of journalists, how do you train journalists, Edwards? Well, firstly, let me say that um, my recollection of the World Cup, in fact, is quite different. My recollection of the World Cup is, yes, they were here on their critical stories, but as a whole, I think actually most media were incredibly excited about the fact that we were, we were hosting the world here. Um, to an extent where I think that some things were overlooked that might have been reported. I mean, we now have stadiums in various places which um, don't get used a great deal, let's put it like that. Um, so I think that the, the reporting of the World Cup was generally, I mean, not uniformly, but certainly generally, quite, um, quite, uh, quite positive, if you like. Um, in fact, it seems to me that we're getting far more critical stories out of Brazil this year um, than we did at the time out of South Africa. But that's, you know, that's an unscientific impression. Let me also say that, um, cast our minds back to, to the xenophobic violence of 2008, it seems to me that one of the failures of the media actually at the time is that, that we did, didn't hear enough of the build-up of unhappiness which led to those kind of outbreaks. And I think that's part of what we should be doing as the media, is to keep an ear on the ground so that those in power can hear early um, that things are going wrong. Um, you talk about wits. I mean, you know, I'm, you're very welcome to, to come and visit us, uh, you know, at any time. Um, and I'm very pleased to, no to, to note that we have quite a significant number of SABC staffers who um, come and study with us. Um, so I, I would think that they're getting, I think, a balanced, independent kind of um, education there. Also, you know, our attitude is not that we tell people what to think. It's that we invite people to think. That's mm. a very significant difference. On that score, Mr. Mutsuneng, how would you have journalists trained differently? What, what would you like to see that would be different in the training? You know, before you are a journalist, you are a citizen of South Africa. This is what I'm saying. All people in South Africa, including journalists, they should love their country. And I'm not saying people should not expose uh, uh, corruption. People should expose corruption. But the fact of the matter is people in South Africa, journalists, they focus more on, on negative stories. No one can tell me how many stories. Now, if you, you look at the newspapers, uh, I haven't seen the newspapers from this morning, but I can tell you 70% uh, of uh, 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 stories, there are negative stories. This is what I can, I can, I can, I can, I can tell you. So I think it is important for me to say all of us, we are South Africans. And all of us, we want South Africa that works well. We want South Africa that is free of corruption. But where there are human beings, corruption is all over. It's not about South Africa. It's, corruption is in America. Co corruption is everywhere. 
But what I'm just saying, because people portray us if it is South Africa. You know, this South Africa is worse. For me, that is what I have a problem, to say, no, let us change the, the mindset. Let us portray this South Africa that is so good. All people from outside the country, they even want to come to South Africa. The tourists, when they visit South Africa, they are very happy about South Africa. They will tell you good story about South Africa. But South Africans, they cancel their own country. And of course, uh, this is the forum at eight and in discussion this morning about the role of the public broadcaster and our guest this, e- this morning, uh, acting SABC Chief Operations Officer, Mr. Saudi Mutsweneng. We also have Ms. Katie Katapodis, uh, Secretary General of the South African National Editors Forum and uh, Professor of Journalism at Wits University, uh, Professor Franz Kruger. 891 uh, that's the number to call in. And if you'd like to tweet a Facebook AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. You can also send us an SMS to 34701. Katie, I'm going to come to you in just a moment, but I just want to take these callers uh, very quickly. Hassan, good morning. And a great topic. Listen, uh, I think that uh, uh, Mr. Musaneng's uh, interest about corruption is, is correct, but wrongly placed. I think where all media in South Africa make a mistake is they focus only on state and government hands in corruption. And the, the role of corporations in corruption universally is badly tackled. 702 does badly. Private media are worse. But the point is to run away from keeping pol- political people and those in power to account is a mistake. But the SABC should not seize. I mean, Crystal Visa was found with uh, hundreds of uh, foreign currency at an airport. No one pursues it, no discussion about it. Transfer mispricing, we are working on taxation, tax dodging by the corporate elites. The SEBC doesn't show courage in those areas, and it has the right to do so. You do not expect the private uh, sector media to, 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 to check on the, the captains of industry. So really, it's not less, but more. Okay, thanks, Hassan. Navari and Nelspreet, good morning. Good morning, morning Zagina, and, and, and your panel. Morning. No, no, I, I think, I think we, we, we need to, to just highlight one single important aspect of the SABC, education. <laughs> the, the, the aspect that I think I want to focus on is that the, the level of the SABC to understand and be part of the transformation agenda in this country is so poor. And I always raise that, I think the second time I'm raising this matter, that look, your journalists still call areas in terms of the Group Areas Act in this country, including Transcribe, Sky, and Venda. You tell people when you want to transform this country, to integrate our country, but you, you, your journalists are poorly trained to understand the group areas act that was bad. You still call areas of and double transcribe. You must change that aspect. But secondly, the, the, the aspect of corruption that Saudi is focusing on, it's very important that the SABC should be deep into corruption. Because corruption collapses the country's moral ethics. The corruption is the one that is collapsing the aspect that deals with how society is accountable. And the SABC must be able to hold members of uh, a public to understand the accountability of society. That's what must do. Thank you very much. Thank you, Navari. Tabi and Pulukwane, welcome. I think one, Shakina, uh, uh, one is that uh, we, the public broadcaster should be seen as a catalyst, for an example, for employment creation in the country, so far as the media is concerned, by, among others, you know, promoting uh, local content. I mean, for an example, I could tell you now, with the current uh, 24-hour news channel, when it was about to be launched. Some of us were, expect, were, were excited to say that uh, we are going to see more of local stories. You are going to see what is it our provinces have, what are the good stories that uh, Mr. Mseneng is speaking about. But unfortunately, we still have a 24-hour news channel, which is a repetition of other 24-hour news channels, which end up giving you what is being given there. And I think that is a problem. But in the second turn, I think I agree also with your previous call to say that the SABC should be the first one to see corruption, because with, with its resources, that are there, and the road somewhere was built, and the road gets fallen. Uh, some people uh, take money of the public. Those, those are the stories that we want to see at the SABC because it's the one that is there in which there are resources. Thank you so much, uh, Tabiso. Katie? I just wanted to go back to something which Mr. Motswaneng had said earlier, change the mindsets of journalists. When I hear something like that, I will admit that it does worry me. I work with, with junior reporters who come out of very good institutions, and they are taught very well the theory and, and, and the practice of journalism. They understand. They come into our newsroom, and, and they're eager to start working. And I think it's unreasonable to say we should have a 70% good news or sunshine journalism. Putting such quotas I don't think is reasonable because suddenly – 
we are forcing ourselves to look or, or, or to focus on areas which may not be important. Because the SABC in the past has done excellent work in terms of exposing wrongdoings as well. Let's just look at the case of Andri Tatani. Was it not an SABC camera crew that captured the beating of Andri Tatani? That in itself was a turning point, I think, for many when it came to um, the South African Police Service and should be commended for that matter. So these are a whole lot of issues, Sakina, that we need to be debating vigorously because I don't think it's just a blanket 70% or to say a blanket change of mindsets. We need to really interrogate what do we mean by that because journalists coming out of tertiary institutions today and journ students are, are trained in a particular way which which... I actually believe is working for South Africa. And, you know, we, we don't have diary meetings every morning. We don't sit down, and I don't believe there's any editor who can say that we say to our journalists, look for the negative, look for the poor stories, look for the stories that are going to put South Africa in a bad light. Not at all. I don't think that any editor is that agenda-driven in terms of driving um, South Africa into the ground. Far from it. Just hold it there, Katie. Mr. Mutsuneng, this uh, 70, 30 percent uh, quantifying of news, how did you arrive at that? No, I, I don't think 70% is an issue. The issue is we need to portray good stories. We need to tell good stories. I think uh, one caller did highlight the issue of 24-hour news channels, uh, channel example. It is true that that channel now is not doing what it's supposed to do, which we are working on, to make sure that we reflect all people, especially at rural areas and so on. Uh, Jimmy Matthews, who's head of news, is busy revamping that channel because it should reflect the local content. And uh, we from SABC, we are also doing everything to make sure that we, 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 we cover local content, whether it's soapies, whether it's dramas, because what we want to do is to make sure that even uh, 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 soapies, they are produced in different provinces. We went out last year and, and engage with stakeholders. So we are going to do that. Uh, it's just uh, that uh, time is not on our side because we are, we are late, but I think we'll make sure that uh, uh, we improve on that, make sure that we, we give uh, more local content. But coming to the issue of... Pause right there. I'll come back to that thought. It is uh, 8.30 right now, and time for us to go over to the news with Angie Kumalo. 29 minutes before 9, and time to find out what's coming up on Morning Talk with Rowena Bird. Good morning, Rowena. Good morning to you, Sakina. Uh, today, Morning Talk is broadcasting live from the Grahamstown National Arts Festival, and we're going to be here uh, for this entire week. I'm not sure how we're going to cope, Sakina. It is freezing cold in this place. Anyway, for the first two hours, we're going to have normal programming, and then the final hour will be dedicated to the arts, and we'll showcase all the wonderful arts being displayed here at the festival. And uh, we'll start the show today with a look at the road accident fund, and we'll talk a little bit about the lollipop campaign and find out what that is all about. Psychological matters with Joanna Cleovalu will follow. We'll talk about issues with teens, and in the final hour of the show, we'll focus on the Adelaide Tambor Awards for Human Rights in the Arts. And that's the show for today. Thank you, Sakina. Traffic on SAFM. It's a little bit uh, slow on the M1 around Pretoria this morning. An earlier crash just after Rigel Avenue cleared off to the side, but EMS still there. So uh, moving through Rigel Avenue up towards Gasfontein uh, Road is slow. Uh, Mobile Highway into Pretoria is still queuing from Bremer Street down to Eskia and Perthsley Drive. Uh, the good news is the Moloko Road, that big backlog, seems to have uh, worked its way through. Crash in Joburg, N3 south at Galuli, so queuing traffic uh, going through Edenvale towards Germiston. A uh, bit of pressure on uh, Albertina Road coming from Broomer through to Best Valley is an accident in Kensington around about 6th Street causing delays on that section of Albertina Sicilia which we uh, used to refer to as um, Broadway. And then going into Sandon, two problems on Catherine Street it's the Riavaya Roadworks from Barlow Park but also lights down this morning, Catherine and Pretoria Avenue so big delays in through Eastgate, Cramerville side and, and because bowling's so heavy, Mulgrew Drive's backing up into it and that's backing up Pretoria Main Road on the run north from Bramley Park side 
right. Uh, Durban M4 northbound still closed after Blue Lagoon at uh, Broadway Durban North uh, because of this mudslide. There is a queue of traffic on the M4 going into that closure and a divert through the uh, Durban North area. Use Musselblad Yengua as a quicker way through. Also quite a heavy backlog. There may be some extra traffic using the N2 this morning uh, because of the M4 closure. So N2 from uh, Kumashu Highway moving through towards Gateway very slow. Cape Town's M5 from Racecourse Road through to the N2 to turn into Hospital Bend. Still busy, queuing traffic up and down the hill between Brackenfell and Belleville. And the closure of Baden-Powell Road has been extended from Lansdowne Road on the N2 side right through to Mewway. It was Walter Sisulu Mewway, but it's now been extended because of the protest action in the bottom end of Kyleach of that section of Baden-Powell, which is an important road. Links up Musenberg and, and Stellenbosch in the N2. That road closed. So you'll be diverting uh, generally through the uh, Mitchell's Plain area this morning. There are some roadworks and faulty traffic lights in Mitchell's Plain, so give yourself time to get through. Accident in the um, East London area, Old Trans Sky Road at Putney Avenue, and quite a big crash in the central Kimberley area, closing this morning, the N12, so there will be some local diversions around that. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. There are so many things we can only express with dance. We express desire, longing, sex appeal, bitterness. We even express our feelings of, who the hell does she think she is? Uh-oh, we are way better than them. And, and don't forget the steps, please, please don't forget the steps. And of course, and if he drops me, I swear he's a dead man. You can say it all with dance. Catch all the drama on the dance floor with the new season of Strictly Come Dancing from 18 July at 8, only on SABC3. SAFM invites you to be part of one of South Africa's finest gatherings of jazz musicians under one roof. The Standard Bank Jazz Festival from the 3rd of July, featuring the talents of Kyle Shepard, Hugh Masekela, Jimmy Tlutlu, Lira, and multi-Grammy Award-winning Maria Schneider. The winter days and nights in Grahamstown are going to be hotter than ever. SAFM is the official radio partner of the Standard Bank Jazz Festival. Book now at nationalartsfestival.co.za and join us there. The 2014 ORR Tambo AG Tour SA Writing Competition has officially been closed. SAFM and Somafco Trust would like to thank all young people who participated in the competition. Stay tuned to Morning Talk on SAFM on Thursday, July 10th, when the authors of the 10 winning essays will be announced. These young people will jet off to Tanzania on the 1st of August to take part in the 10-day All-Expenses-Paid Liberation Heritage Tour. For more information about the ORR Tambo AG Tour, please visit www.oret. I am live. Would like to know what you think of our program. Email ca at safm.co.za or SMS three four seven double six between now and Sunday night, the thirteenth of July, to let us know what you think of the programs we bring you. Do you like what you hear, or would you want to hear something different? Let us know by emailing ca at safm.co.za or SMSing three four seven double six. Start your email or SMS with the word feedback. SMSs cost one rand fifty, and free SMSs do not apply. The forum at eight on SAFM. 23 minutes before 9 and you are listening to the forum at 8 uh, this morning. We are talking about uh, the public broadcaster and uh, looking at the role that the public broadcaster plays, especially in the wake of recent calls for good journalism. Our guest this morning, uh, Professor Franz Kruger, who is Professor of Journalism at Wits University. Also with us, Katie Katapodis, uh, General Secretary of, the, of SANEF and also Editor-in-Chief at EWN, as well as Acting um, of, uh, Chief of Operations Officer at the SABC, Mr. Saudi Mutsuneng. Mr. Mutsuneng, uh, you were still on the floor before we went to that break. Uh, I also want to clarify that uh, uh, SANEF, uh, from where I'm sitting, you see, earlier they said um, politicians, because for me, that's where the problem is. If you are saying media generally, media should concentrate on everyone. Politicians, including business people, uh, Hassan did mention that uh, even uh, uh, big big companies, uh, private companies, there is corruption there. People they don't focus on such corruption because they t- they want to focus on, on 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 corruption. Corruption is not within politicians; it's it's within everyone. So the the focus now you focus on on politicians. What is the agenda? 
for focusing on politicians. The focus should be, if you talk about corruption, focus on everyone. But mm. you can see from where they are coming from, uh, 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 from what she just said now, it's politician. For me, I'm saying focus on everyone. Even the positive news that I'm talking about, focus on private, focus on, on, on government, focus on NGOs, focus on individuals who are excelling. I absolutely agree. If I can come in there, Sakina, I think it was simply by way of example, Mr. Motswaning, that we spoke about politicians. But I completely agree with you. If we have a look at the collusion in the building industry and, and the big story which broke around the collusion or the bread price fixing, for example, that is not around government um, per se, but it is around private business. And there is a lot of work that could still be done and needs to be done there. So I actually do agree with you on that point. It was simply by way of example that I mentioned politicians. And then the question is, why does that happen? Is it simply a lack of appetite? Because I think a profit is concerning when, you know, people start to question uh, the fact that journalists may have agendas. Well, <clears throat> I think uh, we're not going to get away from the fact that politicians tend to be elected, uh, are directly accountable to the citizenry in, in a way that other sectors of society aren't. So there is going to be a particular attention on what happens in government, um, and what happens uh, on the political side of things. But having said that, I do agree, agree with both Katie and, and Claudia about uh, the need also to focus on what is happening in, in, in business. Um, and uh, perhaps that's a real challenge for the SABC as being, uh, there's a real opportunity there for the SABC to show the way, to, show, to, to showcase, to find out all of these, these stories um, and put them out in the public domain so that in this aspect at least others will be forced to follow. And I think, uh, Sakina, if I could also say by way of, of, of an example here, we say we focus, the media focuses on the negative stories. But that's also not true. There are, there are a lot of shows out there. There are a lot of publications that do focus on positive. Um, and I think we can't look at it in the context of just a five-minute news bulletin on radio or a 15-minute news bulletin on television. ENCA has that wonderful program called Against All Odds. I think the Sunday Times had a program called Each One Higher One where it was about generating jobs in South Africa. Prime Media Broadcasting has got Lead SA. The Mail and Guardian honors young South Africans, the 200 young South Africans. We see the city press at the end of the year highlight and honor people who've made a difference within the year. So I, th I think we also need to look at the whole thing holistically and not in isolation of, oh, we only tell negative stories. The truth is there are a lot of really positive stories which the media does tell. It's in the form of documentaries. It's in the form of special programming. It's in the form of, of, of special inserts and programs and 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 movements within organizations. And we can't ignore that. I think, I think it's not fair to ignore um, the goings-on that are happening. Mr. Mutsuneng, the other thing um, that caused, you know, a huge public reaction was uh, when you said that perhaps journalists ought to be licensed. Now, what informed that? <laughs> Very interesting one. Uh, I think it is important that... Uh, uh, all people who are professional, including uh, uh, journalists, uh, they should report the facts. Uh, what I'm encouraging is to, for people to go and do investigation stories and report the facts, not report about uh, 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 issues that really are not uh, uh, real issues. I mean, uh, uh, sometimes most of the uh, 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 media, uh, they just talk, but there are no facts. You know, what I'm saying is, if you, you know that you, 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 you've got a license and uh, your license can be taken away, you will report professionally, you will report the facts, and uh, you will also be encouraged to make sure that you go and, and do what is good for, for journalism by investigating the story, by putting the facts on the table, because there are no consequences for media. There are no consequences. If they go and just uh, 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 put this propaganda that they are putting, because for me, propaganda is when you put wrong facts. That is propaganda. When you put the correct facts, it is not propaganda. Those are the facts. So that is my understanding when we talk about uh, 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 propaganda. But the topic today, it should not be focused on the SABC. The focus should be media general. Because you have uh, 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 print media, you have commercial uh, uh, media, they have their own focus, they have their own uh, agenda. 
because most of the time people are asking uh, uh, SABC, what is the agenda of the SABC? I'm asking, what is the agenda of print media and commercial broadcasters? Mm. Are you therefore suggesting that uh, the recourse measures that are currently in place, like the, offer, uh, the Office of the Press Ombud, is not sufficient to deal with uh, the sort of discrepancies that you've highlighted? No, it is not. Who pays Uambuzman? Uh, it's the media. It's print media. If you are paid by print media, what are we expecting? You can put a judge there. He, he's a human being. So what I'm saying is it's a print media who pays this individual. What I'm saying, you need an independent body. Uh, and that independent body should include the community. Prof? Well, <clears throat> I have to say I think that's a very ill-considered view. Um, I think there are so many points to make. Um, firstly, it's simply not so that there are no consequences. I mean, there are laws and there are legal constraints in all kinds of directions. There is uh, defamation law. There are laws around the reporting of courts. There are all kinds of things um, that can be brought to bear. And yes, there are also self-regulatory mechanisms like the press ombudsman, um, as well as the BCCSA, which the SABC itself um, is also subject to. I think that there are issues of principle, um, uh, points to be made it is simply uh, to highlight the fact that the constitution guarantees freedom of expression and it would be interesting to me to know um, what, what kind of freedom of expression is possible where somebody has to be licensed to use it because that's really what journalists do and then there are a string of practical issues there are issues around how one would regulate what happens online uh, how one would deal with all the people who report um, and write and make use of that very precious right that we fought for um, in all sorts of um, semi-professional contexts. Um, and then just to make the point that it's not always just about facts. Um, I mean, reporting is not just about getting facts right and wrong. It's about nuance. It's about interpretation. It's about where those facts come from. And setting up somebody who can, in that particularly um, punitive way, remove somebody's ability to work because they may have made a mistake um, or they may have um, been misled or something has gone wrong or simply because the person in charge doesn't like what they're saying. Um, is a really problematic direction to take. It's not for nothing that it's totalitarians who like this kind of idea. I mean, we remember the National Party, which ran this country, who liked the idea of licensing journalists. Of course, one of the interesting things is that the moment they were in opposition, um, they dropped the idea and became great Democrats. But let me just pause there. Katie? I just want to say that I, I really do reject the idea of, um, of, of licensing journalists. I, I don't think that it enhances our democracy. I think it will only be detrimental to our industry. And let's not forget, Sakina, that as journalists we are guided by a code of ethics. And there, it's not true that there are no consequences for journalists who, 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 who do things that are not perhaps correct. Uh, Franz spoke about the Broadcasting Complaints Commission. There, there are ombuds, the press ombudsman as well. Some organizations have got their internal ombudsman. And I also think, Mr. Motswaneng, it's, it's unfair to suggest that they can't act independently, these individuals, because they're paid by the print media. That's casting a real doubt on their integrity and their personal ethics. And I don't think that's the case. I think people have been very successful in going to the Broadcasting Commission and to the press ombudsman when something has seriously been wrong. And as editors, we encourage people, if there is something wrong, to raise it with us. We don't want journalists writing um, incorrect things. And if, they, if they're out there and they're if there are incorrect assertions in the public domain which haven't been corrected, that too is absolutely wrong. But I think to suggest licensing journalists would take us back to the dark days um, where, where, as France mentioned, there was that proposal by the National um, was, did say the National Party, France? Um, and I, I, I just think it's taking a step backwards. Dictatorships um, around the world where they do exist have been seen to promote this and I think democracies such as ours which really encourage freedom of speech freedom of expression um, I, I, I believe it's the wrong move but maybe uh, Sakina before I, I think it is important that the freedom of speech goes with uh, accountability and responsibility it can't be just a loose cannon so I think it is important that all of us we, 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 we understand that uh, uh, to say I mean, and I don't understand, if we are saying uh, uh, journalists should be licensed and they know they, do uh, they are going to report the facts, why, why Mr. Kruger is so worried about, about that issue? Because, you know, it's, it's a professional uh, 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 
it, it's professional itself. I mean, if you're a journalist, you're a professional or an editor. So why are you concerned if you know that what you do, you are going to report the facts? I do understand the issues that sometimes you can mis make mistakes. And I don't think if you have this independent uh, body, they will just punish people to take their license away. And this is the debate that I'm saying. Let us put this debate uh, uh, forward so that we can debate. But when you talk about darkness, some of us, we work during the apartheid. So when you talk about propaganda, I know what is propaganda because I work under apartheid. Uh, 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 France was my, my, my boss here at the SABC. I mean, I was employed by, by them, some of them. But I know when you talk about propaganda, what you are talking about. But it, it's, it's different. I think what, what I'm saying for me, we need to change the way we, we, we think as journalists uh, in South Africa. What we need to do is to make sure that we report the facts. And I know that the mistake will be always there. I mean, everyone will, do, will commit mistake. It's, 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 it's normal. People at work now, they commit mistake, but you don't go out for them and get rid of those people. There are measures to correct. This is what I'm saying. I think that board will do the same thing. But also it is important for me to, 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 to deal with the issue that you, 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 you are raising about uh, really Uombudsman. Uh, I'm not saying those people. Those people are credible people. But there is this perception that we can't run away from. How many cases are in favor of people who put their facts on the table? You'll find that 90% is in favor of print media. So those are the issues that I'm saying. That board is not independent from where I'm sitting. Well, um, we have to go to our listeners. And, uh, Prof, I will give you a chance to respond as soon as we've taken these calls. 891 That's the number to dial. Uh, but let me start by acknowledging uh, some of the people who have sent in SMSs. There are tons of them and many tw uh, tweets as well. But I'm just going to read through a few. Anthony says, it's the role... Um, uh, its role is to promote minority interests, that is, uh, sport uh, that do not have commercial support. Terence Brinken Kimberley says the media can sometimes be very harsh when it comes to ministers and MECs uh, without knowing the full story. Then uh, this one is unsigned and says, uh, why are there no white presenters in non-sport positions at the SABC? Um, might they be too independent? And Sajini Ndenze says SABC is controlled by ANC at Lutuli House and it is not independent. Uh, Siandam Da in Lusikisiki sent us an uh, SMS as well saying the role of the SABC should be uh, should not be uh, as the mouthpiece of government uh, that it currently is. Corruption must continue being exposed. And then Modise says toxic journalism obsessed about corruption and missing uh, reports on other important matters that impacts on South Africans' everyday lives. Arthur says, uh, uh, Mos uh, rather Moses Kolo in Durban says journalists are not patriotic about their country, especially white journalists. And Spiwa in KZN says. Good stories must be told, but our problem is that uh, Cloudy is not genuine on this issue of uh, telling a good story. He is somehow also pushing an ANC agenda. Let's go to the lines now. 891 Um Mukhoti, good morning uh, out in Musakeng. Good morning. How are you, Sakina? Fantastic. Thanks. And you? I'm okay. Sakina, look, man, I, I think the acting CEO of uh, SABC, He's been very serious in his line of thinking uh, around issues of reporting. I mean, from the start of the show, it's been nothing on one thing that there are very good stories that need to be told. But when I'm listening to the professor and the uh, uh, secretary, I mean, they've been substantiating the arguments with examples. I mean, I mean, for me, for him to be saying there are a lot of good stories that need to be told, he should be citing examples to say, Sakina, this was a good, good story in Zandanka that was not told. I think we should have been in the media here. But also for me, though, for the media to report that the COO at SABC is not properly qualified is a very, very good story for me. And I think you shouldn't come there and be defensive. SABC is functioning through license payers and we pay TV licenses and we need to have an independent uh, journalists. This thing of licenses is just rubbish. And, and you need to tell us which good stories he's talking about. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Khomotso and Mohotsi, um, rather. And uh, Lebo, you're in Joburg. Good morning. Morning. Uh, you know, I, I held on for too long because I needed to put this point across. The, the, this, this, I feel sorry for everybody who works at the SABC. If this is the kind of leadership that you guys are exposed to, I feel sorry for you and God bless you. On, the, on a more serious note, um, I think 
your your acting CEO is just not a suitable person to be engaging in this matter. He's out of his depth. What we need to hear as the South African citizenry is what happens around us, good, bad, and ugly. We need to know that. We can't be choosy. We can't put quotas as if we play in sports. Um, why are we creating censorship uh, to journalists by creating licenses and all? Who's going to manage the licenses? Your active viewer doesn't know that the ombudsman is, is active. Uh, you, you know, uh, I mean, go get your metric, sir. Come study the journalism. Come join us and tell the good story that you want to tell. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Lebu. Let's speak to Nicholas in Pretoria. Good morning. Morning. I've been waiting for quite a while as well. but I have Thanks for your patience, Nicholas. I have two points to make. The first one is, uh, to me, I'm not a journalist. Uh, I'm an economist. But when something is news, I might not know what the facts behind it are or what the tr- how truthful it is. But it must be shocking for it to be news. For me, if uh, somebody is doing his job well, that is what is expected of him. It's not news. If you report to me that the president came to the office today at 7.30, that is not news. It's, it's what is normal. So what is normal is not news. It's the offshoots from the normal that to me is news, and that is what we need more. Second point is that I want to talk about the content of SABC. In terms of news, I watch SABC and I listen to SAFM every time, but when I watch news, I see, it, to me, there, there's the tendency of rushing over news with with little depth, in, in my view, then I will be forced then to, to want to turn to other channels, even international channels, to be able to get depth of certain news. Then, uh, the, relating to content as well, you find that SABC has three channels, and all the channels are full of soapies, and you wonder when will we begin to learn about South African history, for example. Where do we have documentaries where South African landscape uh, Kruger National Park. We have so many rich things in South Africa that we can mm-hmm. produce documentaries out of and show in these channels to educate our children. When I watch SABC, especially when I come back from work in the evening, channel after channel is soapies upon soapies and themes. So I think that SABC is doing well in its entertainment but failing in its educative programs. All right. Thank you so much, Nicholas. Uh, and glancing over Twitter, uh, Tira Makudu says uh, that the stories of the failures or challenges of the SABC are broadcast by SABC Speaks Volumes. It says there's hope. Uh, Chinemo Elia says uh, we don't entertain the people. We are trying to silence uh, the journalists. We want freedom of the media. And then Sichaba Santo says a public broadcaster is there to be unbiased when informing the public about social uh, and other issues affecting the nation. And uh, Bring Back Our Girl says, while the COO is there, can you please ask him if the SABC will be showing the Mandela movie on his birthday like a Stair Kinnikor would? And then Floyd says, uh, it's good to report uh, good, a good story, but it's equally important to expose misdemeanors engulfing South Africa. And Annika Clark says, the narrative can only change when the situation changes. Journals are not PR for government. Mr. Uh, Mutsuneng needs to be uh, to have a better understanding of the media and Eddie Shongwe says investment in local content is worrying uh, the COO is providing visionary leadership at the public broadcaster. Those are some of the comments coming through. Unfortunately we are hopelessly out of time so I'm just going to give each of you an opportunity to perhaps respond and wrap in the same uh, breath uh, let me start with you Prof. Okay, thanks. <clears throat> Just to correct uh, an impression, perhaps, um, I only got here after 1994. Before that, I was reporting independently from the Eastern Cape and certainly felt the sharp end of the apartheid government's um, opposition to that. Just to make the one point, um, I'm not against accountability for journalists. I think it is important. The question is what form Um, should that take. And just to leave you with the one image, I have a very clear memory of arriving in um, another country um, some years back, a couple of uh, very shortly after a shooting uh, where a whole lot of protesters had been killed, something something like 34. And the media were running, the state media were running stories about grateful farmers receiving trees. I think that's the danger of imposing quotas of positive news is that you get to a space where you ignore the things that everybody's talking about, the important stuff, even if it is uncomfortable. Katie? 
Journalist Akina hold a mirror up to society and we need to reflect the goings-on in our society. We need to reflect both the good and the bad and it's about striking a balance. We cannot put or insist that we get quotas like 70% good news. It's just not realistic and as somebody told me recently, you cannot applaud a fish for swimming. It's what they do. Um, just again to reiterate that the proposal to license journalists, I don't think it has been properly uh, thought through, if I may say so. Um, we need to seriously consider such implications. It would be uh, anti-democratic and certainly going backwards for us. And yes, do journalists need to be held accountable? All the time. We are not a law unto ourselves. We should not be considered a law unto ourselves. And we certainly need to remember that um, there is a level of, of reporting factually and correctly at all times. How we go about doing that and how we regulate journalism, well, I think it's being done at the moment. Mr. Matsune? Uh, I think for me, um, from SABC, we'll keep doing very well. We'll make sure that we put more local content on radio, including television. But what is more important also, we are not competing with uh, uh, print media or commercial broadcast. We have our own uh, 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 values. We have our own ethics and principle. We have our own uh, editorial policy. But we'll always remain as a public broadcaster and we'll do everything that we defend the public broadcaster. I'm not going to answer on what people are saying about uh, Saudi because they don't know what they are talking about, unfortunately. Uh, uh, They should also read well so that they can understand those issues that they are talking about. Those are non-issues that are not existing. I mean, uh, uh, it is important people for talk. I have been quiet about those issues. I'm going to talk one day. But now I'm quiet because people are just talking because they don't know what they are talking about. Uh, and, uh, and if people refer to, to, to Metric, I have, I have done so well for this organization. I mean, uh, 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 everyone can see that. Those who don't want to see, they can't see it. But people within SABC, people from outside SABC, they, have, they know that I have taken this SABC uh, forward. This SABC in the past, people cannot even pay uh, 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 independent producers. People are not talking about such issues. But I'm not going to deal with, uh, with, with, with issues that we, because we work as a team, and I think we have a very uh, 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 group executive at the SABC. All of us, we are doing so well under this new leadership at the SABC. But I'm not going to dwell on that. But what is more important for me, we will keep making sure that SABC we do what we are supposed to do and also we'll encourage our own people to do investigation stories. You know, Sakina, I have a problem where journalists sit in the office, read internet and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. For me, journalists, they should go on, on, on the street and get stories. That is where they need to get stories. I couldn't agree more with that point. And with that, unfortunately, we've come uh, to the end of the show. Time always flies when you're having fun. And to our panel this morning, um, SABC Chief Operations Officer, Mr. Saudi Mutsuneng, uh, Katie Katapodis, Editor-in-Chief at uh, EWN, as well as uh, Professor Franz Kruger, uh, Professor of Journalism at Wits University. Thanks for your time this morning. And to all of you for participating so enthusiastically, always a pleasure. And to the production team for making sure it went out loud and clear. Back tomorrow, right now, it's a minute after nine and time for the news with uh, Angie Kumalo.